You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey, everybody. Kapow, the pop culture podcast is back. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. And Seth. We are socially distanced. We are keeping more than six feet between us. Hope you are out there. Uh, We are on the Zoom app. So bear with us for any little audio delays or audio hiccups. We're still kind of learning this format. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. 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 This is the good. first episode of our new thing. We're we excited. got a new thing. Ping pong balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lead story. <laughs> See you at the ping pong. <laughs> oh, we're doing a crossover episode where we talk about Something crossover with something else in pop culture. And the first ping pong ball we pulled out of the box that told us randomly what we're doing was the $6 million man crossed with the bionic woman crossed with Bigfoot. Lots of ping pong balls. I had an idea. What are you saying about the ping pong balls? What if we do a podcast episode about a crossover? Any crossover, most ridiculous crossovers there have been in comics, TV, whatever you guys want to do. We're gonna, then we, well, we like, randomly pull one out, and that's what we're going to do. That's the one you're going to do. So we don't have to figure out which one we're going to do. We just do the one we pull out. We have a crossover. We we had the gall to record 20 minutes of us explaining a future episode and and putting that out as an episode. (laughs) If you go back in the archives, we thoroughly explained the concepts and what we were going to do and what other crossovers might be coming up. I feel like we should be doing more of that, just us explaining what we're about to do. And then that's the episode. Right now, explaining... About that other episode. Yeah. Right. It would, it would at least, it would minimum double our episode output. Exactly. Right, we don't have time for this. We don't have time for this. We have five episodes. We didn't even know till a couple hours ago that there were, there was a fifth episode of Bigfoot, Six Million Dollar Man, Bionicle. Did both watch the fifth one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we watched. I them. nearly killed myself getting through four. Well, you, you're going to get to hear the big finish. Good, good, okay. Okay, so I'm a, and I made a discovery partway through this that is amazing. Uh, and we need to break it down. But $6 million, man. Uh, Cliff, this, yeah. is where, this is where you are going to insert later for the audio part the opening to the $6 million man. You have to have the whole thing. Okay. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. One minute. Someone's keying their microphone. Okay, stand by for 
technology yeah exactly yes and and he is now he's uh better faster stronger and all that jazz he's got a bionic leg and a foot and an arm all yeah. of this is is this a show you watched as a child yeah, i'm curious what everyone's history is with this i i did i'm sure i never saw every episode but i watched it as a kid i had mm-hmm. the doll mm-hmm. with the orange jumpsuit mm-hmm. and the arm that opened up or whatever. Ah, I just got an attack. <laughs> that's what you get for sitting in my seat. <laughs> that's, like, that's that Brady Bunch episode. Yeah. Picture falls. That was weird. Am I in Hawaii? <laughs> that was a bad weird. omen. Our kapow, framed kapow sign just fell off the wall behind the door. Wow. It was, it was barely leaning there. Oh, you moved it so it was in the yeah. shot. Okay, okay. Uh, it didn't the just shot only patrons are seeing right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyway, I had never seen one episode. I mean, I know the concept. I know all the cliches about it. I knew the theme song and the sound effects and the slow motion and all that stuff. But so this was 1976. This episode premiered. Yeah, they, the the episodes episode titles are uh, there was a two parter called the Secret of Bigfoot, and then there's a two parter the Return of Bigfoot, and then Jordan discovered today that there's an episode called Bigfoot Five Numeral V. Yeah, you know. so Which, that was a great boon. Yeah, and we found these all on the it's just NBC.com or the NBC app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on my my. Yeah, my Roku. I, yeah, my Roku. I was able to uh, just download the NBC streaming channel and watched it. It worked great. Yeah, it worked great. And let, you know, of course, this stars Lee Majors. He was the star. I mean, he was a huge star in the sixties, seventies, eighties. He originally was. Uh, you know, first thing I saw him on was Big Valley. It was like the Bonanza ripoff. Yeah. He was the little Joe. He, I think he played Heath. And in the 70s, he's known for Six Million Dollar Man. 
and then one of the eighties as fall guy. Mm-hmm. So he was huge. He married Farrah Fawcett, I believe, who was the hottest thing in the late seventies. So yeah, big star. big star at the time. I don't remember ever watching the show. I'm sure I probably did um, in reruns at one, at you know certain points. But I'm when did the show? Do you know when the show went off the air? Was it like seventy nine, eighty? Seventy seven, I think it didn't make it. Seventy four to seventy seven, I believe. Okay, okay. So that was before seventy eight. Seventy eight. So the year I was born, it went off the air. Um. So yeah, I would have seen reruns at some point. I'm. I was like the same. I was familiar with. I I knew who Steve Austin was. That he was. Um you know, hurt and put back together with whatever robot parts, I guess. Um, and, and I, yeah. And I knew there was a bionic woman. Yeah. Lindsay Wagner played Jamie Summers. That was a spinoff. And she, I guess was in a skydiving accident. Okay. And then they, I was going to ask about that. So, we're just going to get to it, start going through the episodes. They're totally crazy. And anybody who hasn't seen it, I kind of envy you trying to picture <laughs> what we're about to describe. It's amazing. Anything before we get started? Uh, yeah, I just double-checked. Six Million Dollar Man went five seasons, ended in 1978. Bionic Woman went three seasons, also ending in 1978. So he had the Oscar was his like uh, handler. Oscar Gold. OSI. Yeah, Oscar Gold. What did OSI stand for? I don't even remember. That was the company that, you know, the government company that he worked for. Somebody find that out. I'll look it up. So Steve and Oscar are in a chopper and they're looking at the San Madrian Fault. And their their geologist friends, Ivan and Marlene Becky, had already planted 22 new earthquake sensors all along there. And they're working along some tributary 60 miles from their base camp. It's really vast. (laughs) You took so many notes. I'm so unprepared for this. Oh, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) So then you kind of see Bigfoot in the bushes like you do. Yeah. Bigfoot staple. Right, right. It's partly there. And you see uh, Marlene and Ivan just walking around. They're doing their sensors and everything. And then uh, <laughs> Ivan wants to get frisky with Marlene. Mm-hmm. She's not having it. Marlene's all business right now. You know, um, when I was watching this, I thought that guy was Bob Uecker. <laughs> he did look like Bob. I did. I just assumed it was. I was like, wow, he looks really young and tall and really good here. Pretty frisky, too. Bob, <laughs> known for that. Yeah. Anyway, they're putting up the sensor, and, Mar- and Marlene's like, wouldn't it be cool if these worked? <laughs> He's like, well, if they don't, we sure wasted our time. Just like the dialogue is so ridiculous. So they're either super technical or they're like, this say something totally stupid. The the way they talk, it reminds me of like when I was a, a little kid and we'd be like playing and like, you know, 
making up like what we thought were cool words, you know, like, Oh, this, this must be, and it would be some ridiculous thing that <laughs> that's, that's how they talk. Right. Marlene radio, Steve. And he's like, I got you five by five. I have not heard that forever. You guys ever heard I've got you five by five? No. It, it has changed over the years. It mean it basically means five bars. I've got you five, you know, excellent strength and perfect clarity. But now everyone just says, I hear you loud and clear. Wow. Okay. I was like, wow, that's an old reference there. But, uh, also, uh, OSI stands for Office of Scientific Investigation. Mm. Sounds good. That could easily have been on any other Anything. Show. Yeah. yeah. Totally made up. I thought it was going to be like open shirt <laughs> intensity <laughs> for that V-neck. Equally good. Yes. Yeah. Now I want to point this out. I feel like you made mention of this before, Cliff, when I watched the last episode. But uh, uh, at no time in any of these five episodes does Steve wear his orange jumpsuit. He never does. No, he wears a red one, doesn't he? Nope. Maybe that was just in the opening. Yeah. No, he has a tan one. He has like. He starts uh, it's out. It's not a jumpsuit, but it's like it's. It's khaki. He's, yeah, he's all in khaki. Yeah. Uh, he's got a jeans jacket in this first episode. Okay. But then he moves on to khakis, and then by the end, he's in flannel. Yeah. Because <laughs> lots yeah. of chest, though. He's uncomfortably tight pants. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uncomfortable for him and for me. <laughs> yeah, so they're planting the sensor, and uh, we haven't got to the opening credits yet. This is a definite Riverdale episode. Oh, we're in big trouble. Five, <laughs> five hour episodes are in big trouble. Okay, so there's something wrong with the antenna, and Steve has to fix it, so he jumps up on top of the van. And this is the first bionic move we see. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's like. Anything bionic is is usually super slow to show that he's going super fast. Like, wah, 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 wah. he's like jumping, leaping up on top of the van and fix the antenna. Yeah, I knew it was going to be that way, but it still seems silly. Right. Like, oh, yeah. why, why is everything so slow? This is also how I got through four episodes in about an hour. Is because so that happens slow. every, yeah, constantly. Right. Oscar introduces Tom Raintree, who's a Native American there. and our contact with the geological survey. Tom grew up here on the Hoopla Indian Reservation. One of the real Native Americans, huh? Full-blooded and proud of it. Nice to meet you, Steve. Oh, it's a pleasure. And he called, he's, he's like, he's from the Hoopla Indian Reservation, and Steve is, like, woke. He's like, uh, he's a real Native American. Yeah. Full-blooded. Tom, as I was telling you about this report, because these new seismic sensors were originally designed for military surveillance, and since parts of their specifications are still classified, Steve and I were asked to come here to maintain security. That's not true, Tom. Oscar volunteered us, so he can get out of his office and into the mountain air. White men speak with forked tongue, eh? (laughs) (laughs) He does say, Tom does say, white men speak with forked tongue. I was like, oh, no. So... Marlene and Ivan are getting a strange volcanic reading in a nearby mountain. And then we see Bigfoot walking around some more. 
Now, who was playing Bigfoot in these first two episodes? The first two was Andre the Giant. Right. One of the most famous wrestlers ever step in the ring. Yeah, this would have been like the height of of his fame. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right around there, yeah. So Marlene says they're getting some readings and there's no vol- volcanic history over here. And Ivan's like, well, th- that's why these sensors rule, because they make history. <laughs> oh, Ivan. The so, on these chip circuits. Bigfoot comes at him and starts Bigfoot does just make that same noise. Yes, I was wondering really your take on Bigfoot through this. Like, did did their their did you like or dislike the Bigfoot story overall? Um, as a Bigfoot aficionado, right? It wasn't too bad. Like the suit wasn't terrible. All I know, you know, it's very cheesy, but like I don't know, it didn't look horrible for the you know being the 1970s on a tv budget um and they like the footprints were awful they they looked like they looked very phony it did not look like an actual footprint in the dirt but i'll I'll throw my two cents in on my bigfoot uh, research as we go so steve and tom and oscar uh go investigate where this happened and they they see the footprint and they're like, well, it's got to be a grizzly bear or something, right? And Tom Raintree's like, no, no. This is the Sasquatch. You call him Bigfoot. That and dude. That, was actually, that was actually Andre the Giant's footprint. They stretched, the, they stretched the heel out a little bit, but it was his actual foot made the print. Wow. That dude is one heck of an actor, too. Uh, Tom, Whoever played Tom Raintree. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, it's too big. What do you think, a huge grizzly, Tom? No. No, not a cat. Not a grizzly. Oh, what is it? There's only one thing in the mountains that leaves a track like this. A creature of legend that roams the timberline. My people named him Sasquatch. You call him Bigfoot. He starts talking, he's like, it's like I've seen this before. Um, some man, some, some of their stories, I don't understand, but he's like, some man saw the Sasquatch and his eyes freaked out. Yeah, and he he would just stop and just stare for long periods of time. So Steve starts bionic running all over the place looking for him, and he he uh he jumps like thirty feet up in the air, and then somebody sees him. There's a there's some people watching him on a screen, and we're like, Mm. what the heck is this all about? You know? Yeah. Um, they have very so colorful jumpsuits. Yeah, yeah. They're li- I'm from now on. They are referred to as the Teletubbies. <laughs> Everybody has their own color suit on. Mm. I thought they looked like Easter eggs. They all had like a bright pastel color, like an Easter egg. I, th- yeah. I think this is why he didn't have his orange jumpsuit on because they would have just thought he was one of them. That's probably true. Yeah, he would have fit. He would have fit in all too well. They so were like- we see. We see Steve's go-to thing. His his special thing is his bionic eye, mm-hmm. you know, and that only he has. So he's looking around, and 
he sees Ivan. And he runs over there, and Ivan passes out. He doesn't remember anything. Oscar wants them to get some night vision equipment now. So, trying to see. Oh, Bigfoot comes into their base that night and smashes everything. And he's, like, throwing stuff around. and Turtle Bigfoot move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He yeah, pushes so. in them to disrupt like campsites and things in the dark of night. He'll sneak into a campsite and and disrupt things, especially if you leave food out. That's what I was gonna say. You got to get one of them bear bags you hang up in the tree away from camp. Bigfoot bag. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> right, you hang your peanuts somewhere yeah. else. So the next day, Steve and Oscar are flying around the chopper. They go back to the base camp and they find out about this attack and he uses his bionic eye again. He sees, he sees the footprints. He's like, I'm going to track these tomorrow. Morning. So he bionic runs in slow-mo and his bell bottoms. And he easy he now, sees easy. Bigfoot and he's smashing branches and they face off. They circle each like other. He's like, easy now, Bigfoot. <laughs> Oh, I'd say they were very evenly matched. I don't know. No, I'll still bet on the Sasquatch. Bigfoot throws a punch and misses. And then the whole that group is watching this fight on their little screen. And talking about how they're evenly matched and everything. I'm like, what the hell's going on? What were you guys thinking? What, what? Well, this, this is the most famous... Thing. This is if I know only this about these shows. It's this this scene of Sasquatch picking him up, you know, by, by the neck and the legs and throwing branches and stuff. Like I've seen clips of that or stills of that at least. Yeah, he's like shit. All like- five of these episodes, this is the one scene that's you know, iconic. Of all, all five of these. And he like shakes Steve like a rag doll, and then they like roll down the hill together. Yeah, that's like his really only fighting move is to do the bear hug, and then he ends up rolling down a hill somewhere. Yeah. In, grabs, in every episode, he grabs a whole tree and hits Steve with it, but not like and a the, big tree. <laughs> no. No. And it's a very slow swing, and he's like, oh, 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 it's coming, it's coming. He's another dodge. That means it's really fast. Slow is fast. So they're, 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 the guy on the screen's like pointing out that Steve has a special right arm or whatever, and. Huh. Only his right arm is a special construction. So it would seem. And right about then, Steve rips off Bigfoot's right arm. Right. He's a robot. So Bigfoot grabs his arm back and runs away. I love Bigfoot, but I hate robot. (laughs) Robot. 
Which so explains why he had those, his, his eyes were... Were they like a real light blue? They were like silver? Yeah. They didn't well, look what's like... Oh, well, there was, I think they were white in the early ones, and then okay. they, the last one they changed. But uh, well, they changed the actor too. Oh so. well, yeah, Steve chases him. Bigfoot jumps over the river, so Steve does too. Although he gets a little wet, he can't jump as far as Bigfoot. Yeah, that's right. Runs into a cave, and then they're like still saying, you know, let's see how he does against solid rock. And Steve goes in there looking for Marlene. He starts ripping the rocks apart, finds the door and goes down. And there's this tunnel that's like spinning around and you have to cross this bridge to get in there. But the thing's like but, kaleidoscopic and freaking okay. him out. They, they laid down like terry cloth or something over the bridge. Like, I mean, it was so obvious <laughs> that... Yeah. I don't know what that location actually was that that tunnel spun I around. I looked it up. Okay. <laughs> it was it was built for the movie The Iger Sanction in 1975. Wow. And it must have cost so much to build, it became a part of the Back Universal off. Studios tour. People could go in and look at it. Mm-hmm. And it said they used it in this, like they wrote the episode, like, hey, can we use that thing? We don't have to build it. Like he, they wrote the, they wrote that scene because we got something we can use. And it said that location's been used on Knight Rider. It listed like five shows that location's been used on, the thing that spins around. And every time they, they just, just throw, it. yeah, they throw a different color of cloth yeah. on, on the. But it said it was a staple of the, the Universal Studios tour for years in the 70s. Wow. I want to see it so bad. I, I, <laughs> I would love for it to still be there and go. Be- but it's like a flat a flat bridge, but like a round tunnel that goes around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't move the camera. Like I thought it was supposed to look like topsy-turvy, but they just left the camera set there and it just yeah. it still looked like it was spinning. It was supposed to be very disorienting, but if they'd done a little more with the camera, it would have worked a little better. But- right. So then we get like, so he passes out and the Teletubbies come pick him up and take him in. And then Oscar uh, gets a call. This is our one cameo from the bionic woman in these two episodes to start off. She just calls and says, you know, what's going on? And Oscar's like, Steve's missing. She's like, well, I'll come. And he's like, nah, we got it under control. (laughs) So no bionic woman. Yeah, we don't need you till next season. Right. So... Tom, Raintree, he says there's some new pressure along the San Madrian fault here, so we, you know, we're gonna have to do something. And then back in the mountain bunker, Steve, Steve kind of wakes up. They put some headphones on him, and they're gonna give him a unasic test. I don't know what that is. And they were gonna test his garments too. <laughs> Cause they're really into their clothes. Yes. They want to see what he does. He's not wearing all one color. What the heck is this? So then they got him totally naked and they're scanning and spectro analyzing him and his caladantic responses. Is this the part where they have like, like you said, they, crazy words. 
Yeah, yeah, but they had um, a little stand there, and they're flipping the same switches over and over and over again. Is this the same part? But it looks like a it looks like an uh, audio mixer board that they just had laying around, and, and it's just got a couple knobs, and I'll turn this and flip this a couple times. It, it looks so bad, even for the seventies. And they've got like his hand on a pipe, and he's like crushing the pipe, and. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're like truly impressive and i think they're talking about his chest hair they're like he's like super <laughs> they scan his brain and realize he's an astronaut and they so as they're scanning his brain they like see him from past episodes throwing a telephone pole and blowing up a van kicking over a car it blows up too because this, this is the chips era and, everything and, blows up yeah, so these were like clips from previous episodes right, just yeah. to show his different powers off. Right. And then he's like cloudy and he's looking and he sees Bigfoot walk into the room. And when they wake him up, it's Stephanie Powers as Shallon. Yes. Uh, what, what, she's from Heart to Heart, right? I think Is that's that what, what she was. was. Yeah. 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 And uh, she's like, Telling him he's fine, nothing's gonna happen to him. Marlene's fine, and she said he's like, "Well, who the heck is this? Is right there?" And she's like, "Oh, Sasquatch. He's just he's a friend of ours. He works here." <laughs> yeah, they don't refer to him as Bigfoot at all. It's he's he's Sasquatch through the whole this whole story arc right here, especially For- in those later episodes. Sasquatch attack. Yes, Sasquatch. <laughs> He just screams at him all the time. Well, Steve is like, hey, well, will you watch out? Because there's a whole army of me. And she's like, that's not true. Because he's like got a lie detector on him. Yeah, and they, and and they then, scanned his brain. Yeah. Then she kisses him, and then she teleports to the other side of the room. Oh, that's Shallon. He can, he can see her, though, with his bionic eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the trick. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand the mechanics of that. She's basically yeah. time traveling, is my understanding. Those little push the. But he can slow. He can catch every little bit with that bionic eye. See. Yeah, apparently. Well, don't don't try to overthink this, Cliff. Come on. <laughs> so he wants to know what country she's from, and she's like, "Oh, not country, world." And then she's like, "See you later." She disappears. So. Tom and Oscar are trying to solve everything. And Tom's like, there's going to be a huge quake all through California. A Holocaust, says Oscar. <laughs> He's like, Tom's like, we need to make a smaller quake first. And Oscar's like, well, how about I get a nuclear device? <laughs> Just immediately. Science checks out, sure. He's like, Tom's like, well, that could work. He's like, okay, I'll call the Pentagon. He's like, He's like, we're going to use our top priority code, Snow White. So we better find Marlene and Steve or they're dead. And that was the end of the first episode. As Steve is looking at Bigfoot. Sasquatch. Yeah, I'm going to call him Bigfoot every time. So then we got. I've heard your kind has a forked tongue. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So the next episode, uh, 
Oscar's talking to Marlene. She arrives back that somebody picked her up and she doesn't remember anything. So we know, you know, there's something going on with people. Bob Uger didn't either, really. <laughs> no, he didn't remember. He don't even remember being in this episode. <laughs> well, I was a little thrown. The app said gave the date for the previous episode as February 1st, 1976. And part two, February 4th, 1976. Were oh, these yeah. shows so popular they were on twice a week? Like Batman, you know, they would have part one, same bat times, you know, they'd play them twice in a week. No, because there are, I don't think there were that many episodes. It must have been like a special event. Yeah, that's possible because I know that when they do the next two parter, uh, where one is his show and one is Bionic Bion- Woman, yeah. uh, they, were, they were three days apart, but I think. That was that when those shows were on, probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so Steve wakes up, sees Bigfoot, and he's on. He's like on some stand. Like if you had an action figure, you'd mm-hmm. like have him on the stand, and that's what Bigfoot's standing on there, and he's asleep in the room. And uh, Shallon wakes him up, wakes Steve up, and they go and back in that spinning hallway. And it stops spinning, so he can walk through without being sick they go in this room and there's this they go in this there's a table glass table with all the teletubbies sitting around it come we shall visit the gift shop <laughs> and uh we find out the old guy in the dark green jumpsuit he is his name is aploy and he welcomes him to their colony fellow space traveler and there we find out they're deep space explorers, a more mature version of our primitive world. Except one guy sneezes. And Steve's like, very smug. It's like, well, I see you haven't figured out all our ailments yet. And the, the guy and it, Steve's looking like the khaki teletubby right now. He's got he's full khaki with the yeah. big collar and and the guy's like, well, we, we've figured out your ailments, but not the allergies. And I like, there's like, he gets up and there's a gun rack behind him. And there's like, all the gun rack really <laughs> through. <laughs> there's just like an M16 and, you know, different things. I was like, what the hell's going on? There's like antlers on the wall and, and uh, like a mug, different stupid things. <laughs> just like, uh, I don't know what they were going So, Shallon, we find out that she's like kind of a techie and she built the Sasquatch from a lower form of life on our planet. And Steve's like, I can see she's a talented lady. <laughs> oh, the vi- they're vibing immediately. Oh. They got a vibe. <laughs> yeah. So for the last two years, Sasquatch brings them people so they can scan their brains and catch and release type thing. Wipe, wipe their memory of it. Like they did to the geologist couple. Now the guy with and, the beard that's in charge of the Teletubbies, yeah. he's got a Apple. real scraggly beard. I looked him up and I, it just, I, it reminded me of that when you said that his name was Severin Darden Jr. And he was a comedian and one of the original founders of seconds of the second city. Oh, wow. So well, yeah. he was just a barrel of laughs. Yeah, I know. I was like, the, the, he was the most serious character actor in in this episode or these two episodes and that does tie into some branches of of bigfoot study that there are often ufo sightings in conjunction 
So many people who have said they've seen Bigfoot have also experienced lights in the sky or other strange phenomena like missing time and that sort of thing. So there's definitely a subsection of that sort of study that believes Bigfoot is somehow either other dimensional or alien in nature. Oh yeah. Well, I'm, I'm on board now. This is explaining it all well. And the scientists sound, I'm telling you, (laughs) but Steve's like, how can it be two years? Because Sasquatch has been an Indian legend for a hundred years. So that's when they, she whips out the TLC, the timeline converter. This Mm -hmm. looks like a remote control. On a belt. Yeah. Yeah. It can pass a day in a second if they want to. And they've been here for 250 years, your time, but for them, it's just two years. And that's when the, the, the sunburned guy, the yellow Teletubby with, with the allergies, he's like, it feels like 250 years. (laughs) Oh man. And he uses his his TLC to zap himself across the room, and but Steve, yeah, that's when Steve discovers he can see them. And Aploy, the leader, is like, you know, we're not getting along very well in this five year mission, and and Steve's like, it's only human, you know. He's got his wise cracking remark there. Jordan, you're a big Planet of the Apes fan. That guy also played um, Culp. In Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, that's that Severin Darden. I don't know who Cope was. Conquest. That's that's one of the much later ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Anyways, keep going. Oscar gets a call that priority code Snow White cleared, and a fifty megaton nuclear device is on the way. Now, you better only release this underground, Oscar. <laughs> Tom, Tom's like, this should shake shit up. <laughs> He's like, we've got a high-intensity laser, laser drill going full tilt. It's going to take us about three hours to get this 50-megaton <laughs> nuclear device buried in the ground. <laughs> oh, man. And Oscar's like, but it'll kill Colonel Austin. He's like, well, Oscar, you saw the computer printout. But well, what if it's wrong? Slim chance of that. <laughs> Sorry, crack me up. Um, so Shallon asks Steve, what makes a woman attractive in your world? Ooh. He's like, well, for me, you know, typical answer, intelligence, sense of humor, like what about physical attributes every little bit helps (laughs) he's like what sort of man is attractive to you she's like someone like you you're a breath of fresh air compared to these stuffy scientists attractive witty and bionic my specialty every little bit helps (laughs) That's good stuff, guys. Come on. This yeah, that's yeah. Good seventies bionic flirting going on. She's been there two hundred and fifty years with Bigfoot. He's yeah. bound you know, he's bound to look good. So she's like, here, she I want to help you. That's where she's under the chest hair because she's used to the Bigfoot. That's right. Yeah. yeah. They thought that's who it was at first. Um so 
they're like, in a few minutes, this there's going to be a tremor, and that's going to confirm, Oscar, that there is going to be an earthquake, and we can go ahead and set off this nuclear bomb. And he and as soon as that time comes up, within it doesn't happen. So like within two seconds, Oscar's like, "Up, oh, send the bomb back." <laughs> and then like five seconds later, we get this huge tremor, and mm-hmm. you know everything's caving in on the Teletubbies and everything. Steve holds the ceiling up. Yeah. And then and Tom's like, "Okay, well." That earthquake's coming in seven hours and thirty six minutes. So let's bomb this bitch. So then uh, we see the Sasquatch asleep in his on his stand still, and Steve goes, "Whoa, that's a face only a mother could love." <laughs> she's like, "He's sweet," because she's like his mom. You know, she built him so. He's like, yeah, sure, like a big old huggy bear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Guys, remember Starsky and Hutch? Yeah. Is this a crossover with Starsky and Hutch? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, She's like, he's my baby. He's like, shouldn't we be wearing some surgical Teletubby outfits or something? And she says, the air is hyper-sterilized in here. No bacteria can survive. But if any of it does, we have this. And she pulls out this huge hypodermic needle with this blue liquid in it. And she explains this is called Neothraxin-3, an electrolytic neoproboscis. And it works with our DNA to ward off all diseases. Man, we could use some of that right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And she, she's like, she's like, wait a minute. I'm trying, she's trying to work on Bigfoot. And she's like, I need some. My forceps here are too straight. I need them curved. <laughs> so Steve pulls out the... Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> he bends the... In- <laughs> oh, it's <was> so stupid. <laughs> so she's like, she uses the bent forceps. She's like, I fixed his arm and I made it stronger so you can't rip it off anymore. <laughs> And she's like, now I just need to reinsert the Mergeron power cell. He's like, what's a Mergeron? It's an antimatter What's a Mergeron with you? (laughs) It did sound like a joke. It did sound like a joke to be a punchline. (laughs) It's some power source that we're going to discover in another century or two. Right, right. Along with the blue magic medicine. Yeah. He's like, I'd rather have some of that blue stuff. And neurotraxin, you know, save some lives. She's like, nope. Unless you want to stay for research. And they start kissing again. So Aploy comes on the screen. He's like, get in here, Shallon. So she disappears with her TLC thing. Steve turns the TV channel and dials into the army base. And he hears about the plan to detonate the thing in 12 minutes. So he leaves to go tell the Teletubbies. But they already know. They're like, it's not going to happen. I, I already sent Shallon to the detonation site. She's going to disarm him. He's like, well, then an earthquake will kill hundreds of people, you know, of my people. They're like, big whoop. We got business to do. Don't try to escape. Just try and stop me. Whoop, 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 So he takes off, tears everything up, running out of there, crosses the spinning bridge. Bigfoot 
It's on the other end, but he just like knocks him down, you know, like Ole, and he goes running past it. And then he uh, kind of is making him sick. Then he busts out through the door, goes outside. Two minutes left to detonation. He sees her with his bionic eye. He spies her with his little mm-hmm. eye. And then she's zipping around with her TLC, but he can see her and he grabs her and runs away. And they're able to set off the huge freaking bomb. And then he, he's like, I'll help you because we probably buried your people. So I'm going to go help you get them out. So they find some of the Teletubbies and they, he bionic lifts the stuff up and they find that sunburn guy in the yellow suit and they find Aploy, the leader, and he's injured. So she slows down his TLC so she can operate. But they need to get to the power room. So Steve's got to go in there. He's like, me and my friend can get in there. And he gets Bigfoot because they're buddies now. Team up time. Yeah. So they tear through the wall. She's like, the steam from the volcanic vent is superheated. He's like, I'll be careful not to burn my fingers. And he gives her a big wink. She's giving him instructions as he works. He, he, he can imagine how bad that smells in her hair. Yeah. Found <laughs> the cable first. The gold junction box over there. his hand on the pipe and it's like all this steam is coming off of him and stuff. Uh, so the surgery was a success. What do you think? He'll be alright. The repairs to his leg were successful. And, and the, the neothrax ward off any infection or disease. Even help speed up the recovery. He should have died from all those wounds. That's really magical stuff. Keep an eye on the ventricular. Are you ready to go now? I've got to. I, all of us, owe you our lives. You'll not be forgotten. You know, of course, we have to erase any memory of us in our colony. I understand. Thank you. They're like, well, we got to erase your memory now. And... He's like, I like it better, Bigfoot, when we're on the same team. Sure liked it better when we were on the same team. It felt like this should have been a cartoon, not like a real Yeah. Thing. So she mind wipes him, but she gives him a vial of this Neothrax and puts it in his hand. And she's like, I won't forget you. He's like, I wish I could say the same thing, baby. And Bigfoot carries him out of there while he's asleep, out the spinning bridge. And Oscar finds him on the ground, and it's like, where you been? I don't know. 
what's this stuff? Better have it analyzed. That's the end of that two-parter. So his memory is wiped, so he can't remember the fun he just had. So that's when we jump ahead several months. I really liked it. I really liked it when Bigfoot carries him through the magic tunnel. (laughs) That was... Oh, yeah. Great. It's a great... I would put that poster on my wall. Like, that would be beautiful. Um, Then we get the return of Bigfoot. And... it's a September. Cliff <laughs> uh, has given us the picture of Bigfoot <laughs> carrying Steve through the tunnel. That is gorgeous. I would hang that on my wall for sure. So yeah, this this must have proved so popular that the season premiere of both Six Million Dollar Man and Bionic Woman was another Bigfoot story. So they wanted to lead off the very next season with more Bigfoot. The people demanded it. Now, I want to point out that as I'm going through this episode, and remember the date. This came out in 1976, but I found some parallels as I was watching this today. So. Parallels. One I would say, we we do know that Steve has an arm that is bionic. Do we know any other characters from the 70s with, or or even as far as the late 70s into 80s with a bionic arm? Anybody? Inspector Gadget. No. <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Um, Luke yeah. Skywalker. Oh, okay. Much less chess here. Yeah. A lot of khaki, though. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. So this is the beginning. He's on a of my... desert planet. What was the other guy that's cute? Yeah. <laughs> this is the beginning of my conspiracy theory. I haven't figured it out, but there's a lot of stuff here. So they're at, we're, we're at the Federal Gold Repository, and some guard is locking gold in a cell. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> but um, Bigfoot smashes through a concrete wall, rips the bars off steals the gold. Sasquatch! Right. So, we get a lot of chest hair now. Steve's got a pencil mustache, khaki pants and jacket. Hi, Steve. He's late. The OSI was monitoring the police channels as usual when we heard about this. No explosion? None. What do you think? Well, if I didn't know better, I would think a bionic man came through here. You haven't gone into business for yourself, have you, pal? That's not funny. How much is stolen, anyway? 21 gold bars. That's about 500 pounds. That's an awful lot of weight for somebody to tote out of here. It's an awful lot of money, too. Over a million dollars. Oh, we have the action figures. Those here. are pretty cool. Oh, I never are... saw those. I had the big doll of him. Uh, those look like the reissues. Yeah. Like the Migos were the originals. Okay. I think those yeah, are no, nothing had shoes like that back then. No, these the, maybe these are like reaction figures. Yeah, if you've I ever think seen those retros. Pretty cool. Um, so Steve's like looking at how everything's torn up there in the the gold place. He's like, if I didn't know better, I'd say a bionic man did this. 
<laughs> Oscar's like, oh, you in a business for yourself? 21 gold bars are gone. About 500 pounds worth, over a million dollars. So Steve goes outside and he sees the footprint with his bionic eye. And he remembers Tom talking about the Squatch. So That Squatch. Then, then later we see Steve running and he's wearing a baby blue tracksuit. No shirt yeah. under under his no shirt under his jacket. Mm-mm. Just hair everywhere. He jumps over aerodynamic. Yeah, takes off his jacket. So these guys just full on no shirt. And the scientists are testing his circuitry, you know, his synapses, and they seem a bit slow. Steve hadn't noticed. He's mm-hmm. like, I feel fine. And then we got Lindsay Wagner's there. So we're finally getting some bionic woman in the story. She's up in the lab with Oscar. And they, what they think Steve's been, been kind of distant. And then she's like, apparently she's having a relationship with the scientist guy, Rudy. Oh, okay. Kisses her in that episode, and that's like the only time I ever see it. I think. I don't. I didn't remember that, but okay. Yeah. So Steve shows him the footprint, and he's starting to remember something. He, and uh, he goes for a bionic run. They both go. Yeah, they they both go, and there's a uh, they're doing they're both doing their slow mo run around, you know. And that's when Sandy Duncan starts watching them with that oh, one. Oh man. <laughs> so she's got a special little eye too. <laughs> I just remember you asking me a couple weeks ago. Like, I didn't know. Did I was like, yes, that's literally what she was in for. I, 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 I did not remember. I, 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 it just threw me off. I was like, what is up with her eye? Yeah. I want to say she had a glass eye or something, right? She, Did anybody look that up? No, I didn't, but I, I assume that's yeah. what it was. Don't so. put that on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> so she's watching them. Uh-oh. It is the first <laughs> result when you type it in. When you type her name in Google, it's the first result. Is it? <laughs> Sandy Duncan eye. <laughs> there she is. She's got her pink Teletubby outfit on. She is one of them. She's one of the aliens. So, uh, let's she see. Underwent she underwent surgery to remove a benign brain tumor behind her left optic nerve cliff. Right. Wow. As a result, wow. she lost vision in the eye, but it was not replaced with a prosthetic, as some urban myths claim. Oh. Oh. They're so not really something to joke about. No, yes. all I all I really truthfully all I remember I told you this as as it was happening I was kind of having a conversation with myself. I remembered her on an '80s sitcom show. That's how I knew who yeah, she was. was. Well, I remembered it. As, I had it backwards. The way I remembered it is she was on a sitcom called The Hogan Family, and I thought after the first season she left. And Valerie Bertinelli, Bertinelli came on, and it was then it was called Valerie, but it was the opposite. 
and it was originally called Valerie. And then when she left, they brought Sandy Duncan in and to be called the Hogan family, which had, um, uh, from Ozark. Yeah. Jason Bateman. Yeah. Yeah. I vaguely remember that. Sandy Duncan really burned down Arnold with the Hogan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, she, Steve's just in his apartment looking at that. Yeah, was she a famous actor at this point in 1976? Was she a note? She she made her name as Peter Pan, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was famous. Okay. She, uh, Steve's just in his house trying to drink orange juice and look at this plaster footprint. She appears and she uses this gizmo to make him remember everything. How did you? Please, forgive me, Colonel Austin, but I I need your help desperately. Where did you come from? I know you weren't just hiding under the table. My name is Gillian. Colonel Austin, you won't remember my people, and my powers to restore your memory are severely limited. But if you'll close your eyes, I can... Wait a minute. Please, Colonel Austin, you must trust me. I can explain why this footprint has been troubling you. It's extremely important, Colonel Austin. Many of my people may die. Many of your people, too. Please. All right. Now close your eyes. And concentrate intensely. I will remind you of what happened. In the California mountains last year, you encountered the Sasquatch. We sent him to test your strength. You were an admirable match for him. You discovered that his construction was similar to your own. You followed him to our complex, where we subdued you and tested your abilities further. Right leg and right foot definitely non-synthetic, or perhaps first-generation bionic. Major? No, nuclear. Also left leg and left foot. Then our leaders introduced themselves. I am Apollo. I am Shallon. 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 Do you remember Shallon? She's like, we need your help. Some of us want to stay here. Some of us aliens. And by the way, Shallon is in trouble. Yes, I think so. So then we see the Teletubbies. We got that Fowler and the yellow. Now we got a a couple of new guys. We got a hot pink guy Mm -hmm. named like Dallin or something. And, and another guy in purple called Nedlick. And they both have, like, ascots under their Teletubby. Bright, gold, shiny ascots. Right. Yeah. And he, he looked like that's something Prince would wear. <laughs> right. Now, this is where we get some more Star Wars here. Because, you know, what they're trying to do is taking too long, we're hearing, and Fowler's getting up, upset. And... He he says, "I'm going to just say lines for two different things. One, he says we'll we'll be able to establish our new base as soon as we gather the three remaining items. We will be able to establish our new base." Um, and that's similar to a statement saying, "Until this battle station is fully operational." <laughs> uh, they're like, "Fear of our battle station. This is Graham off target. Fear of our battle station will keep them in line." And in this, they like. Earth and all of its riches will be at our feet. And he says, you know, 
I find your lack of faith disturbing. In this episode, your, your lack, lack of patience, patience is, is extremely, extremely trying. trying. I'm like, it's how is this happening in 1976? So your theory is that George Lucas was on his couch in 1976, stuck trying to write the script Star Wars, and he was watching this, and it like gave him some ideas. It seems too close to me that they wouldn't have already been making the movie because this is like late 76. The movie comes out early to mid 77. But I'm not done. There is more. I hope so. If you've got a theory this groundbreaking, I need more evidence. I'm just saying that that was the first time I really noticed it was when they were like, when he goes, your lack of patience is extremely trying and and they're establishing a base. I'm like, wait a minute. That was pretty close to the line. I feel like whoever wrote this read the script of Star Wars or something before it came out. So anyway. I'm starting to wish I hadn't fast forwarded through most of it. Yeah. You probably would find other stuff. So anyway, Bigfoot was not stealing. He's not stealing diamonds. He steals some emeralds because that's one of the things they need. And Ned Lick is telling him to attack attack or Shallon gets hurt. You know, so he's making him attack people. And the the guy in the pink, he's like, you can't really hurt her, right? It's like, nah, but he doesn't know. <laughs> so big, so Bigfoot attacks the guard, and then we see, you know, Sandy. Her name's Jillian, and but I'm gonna call her Sandy Duncan the whole time because <laughs> I'll never remember that. So she uses her radio watch to try to contact Shallon, but dang, Nedlick took the power converter. And Steve's like, well, do you need a Toshi station? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Power converter. Power converter. Wow. So Steve sa- says, oh, wait, what are we doing? Yep, that's a good shot. There. I just like that picture. Yeah. Light, light. Stephanie Powers was hot. She was <laughs> she was on there for a reason. Yeah. So uh, I didn't even mention we had a new actor in the suit. Y- yes, now it's who? It is Ted Cassidy, famous for playing Lurch on the Adams Family. Yes, and he so is Andre, in these next three episodes. Yeah, Andre played in the first two. Lurch played in the next three. Yeah, I would say I, that Andre got too big. Yeah, probably. I I looked up uh, Ted Cassidy his w- wiki, and he was in you know he was in a lot of stuff, and he did a lot of um, voice acting for cartoons and stuff at that time. Oh, okay. But it said, yeah, it it said he was known for his deep voice and he, uh, he died. He was only like 50 years old when he died. Well, Andre didn't last much longer. I don't think that's true. That's true. So of the Bigfoot. Since they don't have the power converter, Steve needs to make a larger antenna. So he grabs the fireplace poker. And he bends it into a triangle so she has her antenna. <laughs> he does it in slow motion. <laughs> so then she's able to talk to the leader, Aploy, and Challen. And Challen's like, they might use the gold and emeralds to make a phase lock magnetum oh, device. Man. And it, listen to this. It's an impenetrable magnetic force around their base so that you cannot penetrate it. Is this sounding familiar to any other story? (laughs) Am I blowing the top off of this yet? That's what's happening. 
Star Wars. Okay. Hokey religions. <laughs> so they're going to be able to loot and pillage whatever they want from the planet. Did they have and to go to the, the Force Moon to Endor to uh, to knock out the uh, shield before? Is I can't figure out if Bigfoot is like Chewbacca or he's a big Ewok. Mm. I'd say he's more Ewokish. Yeah. Um, this first episode, they weren't necessarily evil. They just like didn't care about humans. But this second one, they've made them more aggressively yeah. villainous. Yeah. yeah. Well, well Sasquatch is better. He's yeah, more. Well, there, it's a it's a tangent. It's a bad tangent of Teletubbies trying to do their own thing. So, what th- Steve's like? Hey, you know they got emeralds and gold. What's the third element they need? Well, it's a rare isotope, a radioactive boron three, and a small amount of dense titanium alloy. That sounds like two more things, but I don't I don't want to. <laughs> I want to fight about it, but so we need our power converter fixed or we're going to die. And we're short on Neotraxin, the blue Healy stuff. Yeah. So, so thanks, Steve. Listen to this. This is a quote. As he looks down on the watch and she's on the little screen there, the girl appearing to them says, thanks for your help, Steve. And I quote, you're our only hope. I'd rest my case, but there's more episodes. I mean, I was sitting here today, like flipping out as I was watching this. Uh, anyway, so Sandy Duncan's like, "Where's the boron isotope?" Well, you know what I'm really hoping. What I've seen people worried about the Zoom app and like privacy concerns and like. Is it really safe? Are people hearing your private conversations? I really hope there are like Zoom employees trying to mine this for data and they're like listening into this conversation. Like, this is not why we built this app. This is not what this was for. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely not using it for its attention. Oh. Zoom, you're on the dark web now. Conspiracy <laughs> theories. I looked up, by the way, I, I tried Googling to see if anyone has ever made this connection, and I can't could not find a peep about it. So Steve says that the boron isotope is in, probably in the San Carlos Nuclear Research Facility, of course, and that they'll probably try to steal it tonight, so we need to get there. So he flips into a dark blue sweatshirt and jeans and jumps the fence at that place. Bigfoot's already inside. He, he breaks the padlock. There's just yeah. a little padlock on the door marked isotope storage. <laughs> Slow-mo Steve shows up, and then they remember each other. And that's when Ned, like, uses his stuff, sonar stuff to make Bigfoot fight him. And Sasquatch, attack! <laughs> he throws Steve into the striped barrels, and then... Steve tries to close Bigfoot in the isotope room, but he can't. It's too big to and then he throws barrels and hits some guard. Bigfoot does. He throws Steve into a neatly stacked thing of empty cardboard boxes. Yeah. With like German stuff written on them. It says fragile, but there's the, the boxes open up and there's nothing in them. 
And Steve goes to help the guard up, and a bunch of other guards come running in and pull their guns on him. He's like, but I'm Colonel Steve Austin. Like, I don't care if you're Nelson Rockefeller. <laughs> Hit the deck, buddy. So, uh, <laughs> Nelson Rockefeller. Who happened to be, he was the vice president. Hit the deck. Wait a minute, I'm Colonel Steve Austin. I don't care if you're Nelson Rockefeller. Hit the deck, come on. Have, have we talked about um, Steve Austin's mustache in this episode yet? Just, just mentioned that he had it. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's it's something there. <laughs> I mean. Oh, here it comes. From that, se- yeah, from, from that season, uh, the first Bigfoot episode to the second one, I was a little shocked by, I mean. I was like, what is happening in his, is, did him and Farrah get divorced and yeah, about that time and he came out with the pimp stash or what? Yeah, it's pretty nice. So he, uh, so anyway, let's see. Jamie's, Jamie doesn't have. Is that the Mego? Oh, what? Okay. Jordan's okay. showing us the Mego version of Bigfoot and Steve Austin here. <laughs> And those are like the retro uh, remakes. Nice. Nice. It's a nice Yeti on there. Um, it's a new, as a, a special issue of Horror Hound magazine, of the history of Bigfoot in cinema. Wow. It traces the entire history of every Bigfoot appearance in every movie ever made. There's a lot of Bigfoot movies. Oh, yeah. Have you seen most of them? Sadly, no. I got a whole bunch on my watch list now from reading that magazine. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's see. So, Jamie, the bionic woman, does not have a bionic little eye like he does. She has a bionic ear. Mm-hmm. So, she is always listening to stuff. And conven- women, you can't get away with anything. Yeah. Hear she, it all. She doesn't, she conveniently doesn't get invited to a lot of things so she can listen in. <laughs> you can, so. So, she hears... That, you know, Oscar says that a guard said that Steve threw a steel drum at him. And Steve's like, fake news. And Oscar's like, who else could throw a steel drum? Steve's like, it's a secret. He's like, you got to trust us, Steve. And he explains. He's like, okay, then. Some space people and Sasquatch and a magnetic force field and memory loss and a wonder drug. And Jamie, like, literally rolls her eyes at him. And um, Dr. Rudy says, well, there's some boron-3 radioactive traces if it was really taken somewhere by someone else, so we could trace it. Steve's like, just get me a helicopter. And he's like, well, I'm going to turn down your bionics because everybody thinks you're crazy and bad. And he's like, good luck. And he jumps out the window. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like freaking Mr. Uh, what's his name from what's his name from Riverdale? Yeah, Mr. Chipping. Yeah, he just jumps out the window. <laughs> um, so back at the hideout of the Rebel Teletubbies, Fowler is like Steve's peeps blame him, but he's headed here in a helicopter because he watched it all. So Nedlick tells. Bigfoot to go kill Steve or Shallon will die by electrocution. <laughs> you will attack and kill him. Is that understood?
You will do as I say, otherwise Shallon will die by electrocution. Is that clear? Very well. Go and get the titanium alloy. He's like, now go get that titanium alloy we still need. So Bigfoot goes, jumps a fence, Steve sees him from the helicopter, and he lands. Um, Bigfoot tries to close something door on Steve. No go, it's face off again. So it's like, what what's the what's the call, Jordan? What's he yell? Sasquatch, attack! <laughs> no, because he yelled, kill him. Mm-hmm. And Sasquatch just ran over and pushed the button, trying to shut the door. He's like, no, don't shut him out. Kill him. <laughs> so Bigfoot uses this high-voltage cable pipe he, to, to fight him off, and then this thing falls on Steve, and he gets out, and then no one can stop us now, says Ned, like, then Steve's in surgery because he's hurt and his eyes got an eye patch on and stuff. <laughs> and was that, his, was that his bionic eye or his regular yeah, eye? I think that's his bionic eye. It was his bionic eye. Yeah. So Jamie and Oscar are talking. He Oscar's like, well, he injured himself breaking in. She's like, what if it's true though? He's like, what if it is? We'll never find him. And, and Dr. Rudy's like, well, he's only got 24 hours to live anyway. So Jamie's visiting him and she's she can bionically hear him with her little ear. And he's telling her really quietly to find Shallon near the fault line in San Angelo. And beware the Sasquatch. He's much stronger than we are. Not much time. And that's <laughs> the end of that episode. Yeah. It's a squatch. So then we get part two. Which was just three days later. It was like a, a Sunday crossover. Night. Yeah, we're finally into the crossover part. Yes. So now we're the Bionic Woman episode. But if you're looking to watch the episode, I think it's still listed as a six Steve million dollar man. Yeah, six million. Oh, I think they're listed as both. So Probably. the episode of Return of Bigfoot Part One is the first episode of her. The NBC app is the first episode of both Six Million Dollar Man season five and Bionic Woman. Oh, okay. So she gets on a chopper. Somebody's flying her around and she, Oscar's on the radio. He's like, find anything? She's like, just some trees. And he's like, well, Steve's dying. And then we hear, meanwhile, 1,800 miles south, the coast of Mexico, the rebel Teletubbies are down there. And Fowler, that guy with the allergies, is like, this place sucks. <laughs> he's like, and it's super hot down here. And that, well, that's because the Earth's crust is thinnest here. That's where we're drilling. So Oscar's like, what are you going to do? Jamie's like, I'm hoofing it. And she jumps out of the helicopter. And well, she tells the pilot, what's your security clearance? He's like, five. She's like, well, you're about to be a six because you're going to see this. And she jumps out of the helicopter. He's like, what the heck? She jumps out like Mr. DuPont. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we just replaced the helicopter window, stained glass helicopter window. Right. So the Teletubbies see Jamie on their screen. And Ned looks like me and Squatch are going to go back to California. So they're leaving. 
Jamie's yelling around for Shallon. She hears Bigfoot walking. He busts through the trees, and he kind of thinks she's pretty like Shallon. He remembers Shallon for a second. Yeah, it reminds him of uh, of her. Yeah. And Ned Ned's like, attack, Sasquatch! Attack, Sasquatch! Attack, Sasquatch! Jamie jumps over him, sees Ned Lick in the bushes. Then Sandy Duncan is what it, she appears. She's got her TLC thing. She appears. Yeah. Jamie throws a boulder. She's laying on the ground. She just throws a boulder with one hand. Off Steve, Steve should have gave her his high badge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to say it. You said it, not me. Laugh. Sorry. You were warned. So, but go ahead and make that screenshot for uh, this episode. Sandy <laughs> Duncan. <laughs> so Bigfoot throws the boulder at Jamie, but she just reaches up and smashes it in half. You know, chuck. And then she jumps up at a tree, and he knocks down the tree. Sandy grabs the TLC. Jamie falls. Sandy appears beside her, grabs Jamie's hand, and they vanish. And Ned's like, you suck, Bigfoot. You shouldn't have let them get away. Where did they go, Ned? The San Angelo complex? Probably. Should we go and get them? We could do it. No. The Sasquatch might learn that I can't harm Shallon. It's that fear that keeps him obedient. Besides, they'll never be able to attack us once our magnetic shield is in operation. I'm coming back. And he's like thinking to himself, I don't want him to know I can't really hurt Shallon. And he's being all devious. He's reminding the audience in case they didn't watch all these episodes in a row. Um, <laughs> so the girls are in the caves in San Angelo and the, at the spinning bridge again. And they go inside, and Appoy's in there. He's like, we need our power converter. Someone head to Tashi Station. And she's like, well, does it work by this crank? Did the power turn this crank? Well, I can just do that. And she starts cranking it herself. Makes that wheel go around. And Appoy's mad at Shallon. Shallon's sick from radioactive poison. She won't take her dang neotraxton. And... The nuclear power pack in Steve's leg has burst, Jamie says, which I didn't even realize that was what happened. You know? mm. So Shallon's like, Ned Lake is drilling for power. It's going to cause tidal waves up the coast. So, you know, we need to help each other. So Sandy Duncan drops Jamie off in Mexico. She hears Ned Lake talk to Bigfoot, and there's going to be a big face off again. So, watch out. Or I'm going to hurt Shallon. So Bigfoot throws Jamie. She's like, that's enough of that. And then she fakes unconsciousness. And Dallin, the guy in the pink suit, who's like worried about everything. He's like, he he's like, we broke through the crust. It's almost fully powered. And the volcano starts to erupt. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Rudy checks on Steve, leaves the room. Sandy Duncan appears and gives him the medicine. Well, she's going to give him medicine and Shallon's like, well, I need to see his thoracic curve first. <laughs> Whatever. And uh, Oscar and Rudy come back, and Sandy has to leave for a second. And she's like, get out of there. I need to come back and give this medicine. So 
Dr. Amy Acton appears with a yeah. chart of the of the curve. She's like, Bigfoot is not going to make it. <laughs> um, anyway, she's like, Dallin in the hot pink suit's like, Bigfoot caught her, I saw. Well, you know, he wouldn't if he knew I could can't hurt Shallon. So Jan, he, Bigfoot puts Jan, Jamie in a cell, and they look. she's looking out and talking to Bigfoot about Shallon and trying to tell him that they can't really hurt her. And Dallin tells, says, hey, Squatch, come to level four. So Dr. Reed tells Oscar, come out here. Come out of the room. We got a new problem. So Sandy Duncan comes back, scans the thoracic curve. The sequence begins. All right, give him the neotraxin. So they give it to him in all these stupid different points, 14, 27, and 6. And good. And then Shallon passes out because she didn't get her own medicine. She gave it to Steve. So That's all they had. Aploy says she's dying of radiation poisoning, and you just used the last of it on neotra- of the neotraxin on him. The volcano is erupting in Mexico. Oscar's like, who cares? Rudy's like, come on, dummy. This is important. Oh, coastline's going to be messed up. And Dallin's upset. Ned, this volcanic vent is getting out of control. Oh, it'll taper off. I don't think so. If it gets to where I have marked red here on this gauge. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny to me. He literally says that. He was like, on this gauge where I marked it red, that's where everything bad's going to happen. So Steve wakes up and the two left eyes talk. And Sandy gets up. She's like, get up. And Steve's like, well, I got to get some pants because he's old winky Steve, you know. It's so a little weird that the left eyes use a TLC device. Come on. I seen a rainbow yesterday, but too many storms have come and gone, leaving a trace of not one God given reason because my life is <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Wow. And that guy read the waterfall script. Yep. <laughs> there is a water waterfall the next episode. Yeah, there there is. <laughs> Don't go chasing volcanoes either. <laughs> so Oh my gosh. So the coastline is evacuating. And Dallas like, look at my gauge. And Ned looks like, nope. He's like, but I did a magnus scan. We gotta leave. He's like and Fallon's like, Steve's here. It's like, I'll send Bigfoot. I got so, a cat in the background oh, here oh, okay. going crazy in the window if you hear extra noise. Like, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. So Jamie escapes. Uh, the volcano's about to blow. Steve, you know, he's got, he gets dressed. He's got his blue shirt on, open, a lot of chest air, jeans. And he sees Bigfoot coming. He says, old white eyes is back. <laughs> <laughs> and they face off and Bigfoot throws Steve and he's like, kill him. And it's like, so Jamie sneaks up behind Nedlick and he uses the sonar thing on Bigfoot. She grabs his, his watch thing and tells Bigfoot that he can't hurt Shalen. Shallon or whatever, and she's got his watch. Bigfoot throws a boulder and then helps up Steve. The Teletubbies want to leave. Nedlick's like, no, go get her. And Jamie's surrounded by Teletubbies inside. And in comes Steve and Bigfoot, the dynamic duo. 
Mm-hmm. And they start throwing everybody everywhere. They're just throwing on a Chewbacca right there. Right, exactly. <laughs> They're just throwing people everywhere. And did he have a best one? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> on... Sandy Duncan turns all of their TLCs down, all the bad guys, so they can't do any zipping around. And Jamie throws Fowler to Steve, who throws Fowler. Two Bigfoot <laughs> throws him against the wall. I was like, wow, that was a lot. <laughs> it was a great shot. Um, then Bigfoot picks up Ned and starts squeezing him. And I was like, if he throws him in a volcano, like the end of Return of the Jedi, I'm going to freak out. So, But no, they, he puts him down. And the volcano bursts. And Dallin's like, look at my gauge. It's really high. And, and Jamie's like, can't we cool it off? Sandy Sandy says only time can do that. Time, use, time. Let's use the time like a birder. So they decide they have to throw this thing. They have to sh- shoot, sh- put this thing in one certain spot in the fault line, <laughs> almost like some like along this line in this station. They have to go put this in a specific spot. That's impossible. And they'll have to make like three different ones of, of them are going to try, and only the last one are going to be able to do it. So as they get closer, Jamie goes up. She gets too hot, and she can't go. It has to, has to take off. Then Steve goes a little further, and he's climbing up, and he can't do it because it's too hot. And then Bigfoot takes it, and he gets close. Use the force, Luke. Let go. The force is strong in this one. And puts just like shooting them womp rats or whatever. It's like used easy to bullseye pe- womp rats in his T sixteen back home. Yeah, throws it right in there, and, and perfectly the lava turns from color to black and white. <laughs> the uh, the stock footage lava. <laughs> there was a lot of it. Yeah. So they smile. They did it. They jailed Nedlick. Challenge in her plexiglass tube. <laughs> Bigfoot's watching over, her, crying. And Appleboy's like, "You got her med, Steve, but we slowed her TLC until our mothership returns in 100 years or so." And remember that their ship's not coming for 100 years. I thought they were on a five-year mission. I think it was five of their years because they'd been yeah, there 250 yeah, years. Anyway, so she should take, you know, they tell him, those, the bionic people, you know, why don't you take a nap also and come with us and wake up to a new century? And then they're like, nah, they're leaving on the bridge. Steve's like, tell Shallon I won't forget her this time. <laughs> and Jamie gives Bigfoot a big bionic hug, she says. And then to end it, she's like, she looks at Steve, a new century is tempting. And he says, yeah. And that's it. That's the big ending. Yeah. Ah, Wow. What a crossover. And I thought that was all there was. That's all we thought. I was all excited. I had all my Star Wars theories, Mm -hmm. which I think I've proven. I I think (laughs) you can't tell me that that. Somebody didn't know something. I think that in a court of law, there would be no reasonable doubt. <laughs> exactly. 
That's all I needed. So, a yeah, little behind the scenes, uh, Cliff texted us what time we were recording tonight. And only then do I find out, oh, you guys have both watched all four of these. And I'm the only one who had not. I didn't realize we were recording a Crossroads episode tonight. So I thought, oh, well, I'm going to be horribly unprepared. So I had a couple hours before we recorded. So I hurriedly got on the app and started watching. I just skipped through a bunch. And then when I hit a commercial, because this NBC has a ton of commercials, it's free. It has a whole lot of commercials. So I opened the next episode in a different window, and I started watching the next episode while the commercials were playing on the first episode. So I was basically watching them concurrently. Wow. And then skipped through a whole bunch. Wow. While you guys ran off and watched the fifth episode that you, right. nobody knew existed. The return of the return. <laughs> <laughs> so in this, this was a, over a year later in October... October 77, they had Bigfoot 5, or V. Yeah. And Lurch, again, is playing Bigfoot. He's got really curly hair. He's a little different haired Bigfoot than the original. But Yeah, definitely a little different uh, look to him. And even a little different look to him from the previous season, I, I noticed a little change in the yeah, right away. We see, they do a close up of his eyes and we see his, his eyes are two different. Yeah. He's so got one, he's got a contact lens in this one, but yeah. no contact lens in this one over here. There's something up with his left eye. Join the left eye crew. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Clearly. So he's, they should have taken a little, a little piece of like eye, eye black yeah. and marked it under his eye. Yeah. Or got him a patch or something. Um, it's snowy now. There's some people on a Jeep. It's it's O'Neill and Langston. We got O'Neill's a guide, and he has a buddy, Charlie, we're going to meet. And she's an anthropologist, and she's looking for Bigfoot. She just wants, you know, typical, I need a picture of Bigfoot, you know. So he's like, well, I'm a great guide. Well, that's why I hired you. So they're setting up some more equipment and radar, <clears throat> radar just like the geologist did originally. Bigfoot, we see, is in the in some room, all wired up to something, asleep, and his eyes are all weird. We see, and then, uh, but this radar sonar or something she's putting out, it's he's it's disturbing him. And they decide something, something, something big up there. There's something moving around. Maybe it's a grizzly bear. He's hibernating. Mm-hmm. So he gets up. Bigfoot get, wakes up and it's hurting him. So he knocks a boulder down the waterfall. Don't go chasing that. And they they run to their Jeep. I thought, oh no, are they ripping off Jurassic Park 20 years before? <laughs> but uh, she's giddy and she's like trying to snap pics of him. So she gets a pic. She's showing it to, they, they get it back at, OSI, it's a blurry pick of Bigfoot, of course. You know? And Steve's like, if Bigfoot ever saw this, he'd turn over in his grave. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he died. You know, what are you talking about? And and Rudy Rudy's like, Why don't you don't think that's him? He's like, listen, I said goodbye to him before he left with the space aliens who created him. 
Right. But they were going to have to wait a hundred years for their ship to come. (laughs) I just like how casually he's like, no, no, I said goodbye to him when he left with the space aliens that created him. So this is not the right, this is not the same Bigfoot. It can't be. Continuity, people. (laughs) I was like, he's so quick that they left. It's a different Bigfoot. Obviously. So Oscar's like, do you ever think maybe he stayed? I mean, it is in the exact same spot (laughs) that he was before. Nah. He's like, no, that looks like the Earth Bigfoot, not the one I know. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Rudy's like, well, if it is the space. Bigfoot, I know him. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Rudy's like, if it is the space Sasquatch, I could really do some research on him. Better pack some clothes for the mountains. It's really a big deal what Steve wears. Yeah. Uh, mustache, yes or no at this point? No mustache. His hair's a little shaggier, like closer to Fall Guy. That that was my impression, too. I was like, it looks way more 80s, and he looks like the Fall Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Great show. So, great theme song, by the way. Also. A, a better theme yeah. song than a show, probably. Yeah. So then we see the guides, O'Neill and Charlie... And they're talking about how this thing could kill him, you know. And Charlie's like, this monkey's our big score. <laughs> it's like, then, and I just like, I'm not entirely clear on Charlie's plan, but he says a lot. He's like, we could have our own zoo or yeah. circus. Wh- whichever. This is our passport to sunshine, sand, and bikinis. <laughs> so O'Neill's like, all right, I'm in. Just, I'm sold. <laughs> Let's have a zoo or a circus. Yep. With or a Bigfoot. Yeah, or both, yeah. So, Rudy warned Steve, we're going into some cold area. Don't let your bionics freeze up. A little foreshadowing there. So, he's like, yes, mother. Um, And he's got his winter clothes on. So, he's got khaki vest and khaki pants with red flannel underneath the vest. Right. So, Steve find, finds the camp where these people are staying and a mold of the foot and that Langston girl shows up in the Jeep and she's talking about, Oh, he's over seven feet tall. I came back to get my track gun. He's like, listen, back off. This is OSI classified. She's like, but I found him without your help. Scram lady. She literally says Bigfoot is public domain. (laughs) Wow. So he's, She's like, I'll send a smoke signal if I catch him. So Bigfoot's looking at him, and there's a face-off. So Steve's like, is that you, my friend? You put They put their hands on each other's shoulder, and you see, like, Lurch's terrible teeth. Yeah. You know, like, blinking his teeth and stuff. But then the radar starts hurting him again, that whatever's going on. And Steve gets away. Bigfoot grabs his head, and then he... he he runs into a tree and it falls on Steve and then Steve chases him. And then Bigfoot jumps on a rock and slips into the water, freezing cold water. Steve pulls a tiny tree out of the ground and tries to reach it to Bigfoot, but Bigfoot pulls him into the water. Steve's bionics are freezing up in the cold water and he falls. He ends up suddenly he's in the water, like freezing up. And then like the next scene, he falls down in front of Rudy's camper. Yeah. I'm like, how'd you get that? Yeah. So they got an OSI camper. 
sitting there. And Rudy's like, well, I'm going to have to hook you up to the thermonuclear pack mm-hmm. for your bionics. Take about five minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they get a raft and they're going to go get Bigfoot because his bionics must be shut down too. So the Langston girl spots them in the lake and the guides head there. They, they, Steve and Rudy load Bigfoot into the raft, which we did not get to see because there's mm-hmm. no way they were going to be able to load that tub nope. into that little raft. Especially when he was all wet. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sopping wet carpet. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Charlie's like, well, goodbye to Hollywood for us. They took Bigfoot. Yeah. I'll be honest. I thought they were having a zoo or a circus, and now he's goodbye to Hollywood. These details aren't important. <laughs> As I was watching it though, and Sasquatch was in the in the in the lake or whatever the body of water was, I swore I had to go back, like rewind a little bit, because I thought, did they film that? And like, a, it looked like they filmed it in a hot tub and had just cut it. <laughs> because, just think of all the sap. If yeah. he had sap all over him. Oh my gosh, you light him on fire. (laughs) So they're back at the OSI mobile lab unit, says on it. And uh, Steve's got his coat on now. Yeah, it just happens to be refrigerated. Well, that's, they have a separate thing. Oh, okay. They've got the OSI camper, and then they have a separate pull behind trailer. Products sold sold separately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's all part of a set. And you have a, uh, it's down below freezing because you got to keep him below freezing so Rudy can research him because you don't want his butt. I thought they were going to fix him by heating him up, but no, they're going to research him, which is, that's very unethical. Rudy's like, well, his brain is all weird. Something's going on. And uh, Steve's like, well, he's going to freeze to death, dude. That's when the girl shows up. She's like, I just want another, I want a good photo of him. She's like, it's too sensitive of info. And she's not bad. She's like, okay, and just leaves. Like, no big deal. The guides show up, and and they're hiding in the, the bushes. And Charlie says, this is weird. Charlie says, this is going to be like taking ice cream from a kid at the circus. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is this guy with circuses? <laughs> <laughs> He loves the circus. (laughs) Anyway, Rudy is like, why would that be easy? (laughs) Why any easier than anywhere else? Uh, Yeah, what specifically about a circus makes that task more achievable? (laughs) Because they're busy looking at the Bigfoot. Oh, it could be. Yeah, okay. So Rudy's like, I think he's all bionic. He starts using the stethoscope, and Steve's listening. He's like, well, he's got a pulse in one arm. He doesn't in the other. So Rudy's like, well, he's totally bionic on the right side and physical on the left. It's the eyes. He's like Dr. Jekyll, they said. He's like calm on one side and crazy on the other. So this was where it went crazy. So this is this is where it went crazy. So Steve's like, maybe I can find the answers in the mountains. So he just takes off. And they're like waiting in the bushes till Steve leaves. Then they get out and they hook their truck up to the rig and they steal the the camper thing with Bigfoot in it. 
<laughs> so Steve finds the cave with all the techno stuff where Bigfoot had been hanging out and there's a keyboard there so he hits the button that says info he just taps oh, I thought you meant like a keyboard like a Casio keyboard no it's like, like a, Bigfoot's it, been rocking out in the cave <laughs> no, no, no it's just a computer keyboard there oh. and he, he presses the info button and a guy comes on the screen and says, greetings, human. And he's got the gold sparkly ascot going on. Yeah, yeah. He's like, to the human who pushes the info key, we left. It's like, he's like, we left and Bigfoot is going to stay. And he's doing a transformation and that he will eventually transform to completely physical Bigfoot. Is that in your magazine? No. <laughs> so... But if he gets unhooked too early, you have to hook him back up within 12 hours or he's going to die. So, and also, here is a language translator right here in this, on this computer. How so, convenient. Yeah, so Steve takes off. He, untie, he goes back, finds Rudy, unties him. And they're like, well, we got to go back where the space people put him. We got to get him back there. So Rudy's going to set roadblocks. The temperature's rising in Bigfoot's camper thing. The girl stops the guys. And they're like, hey, we were, we were going to count you in on this. You could be in our circus. Bigfoot busts out of the door and knocks the gun away as it shoots and then throws the gun like a million miles away and <laughs> grabs the girl. And then he gets a headache again. <laughs> and the guys take off running. Steve stops them, throws them both up in a tree and says... <laughs> I'll send the sheriff back with a couple parachutes. Uh, so Langston says, she's like, he was gentle. He helped me. Let me help you. So they go to find Bigfoot. And they tell him, Steve's like, there's not much time, I understand. And Bigfoot keeps falling down. It's like, let me take you back there. So Bigfoot picks up a boulder. And Steve's like, you drop it. So he does. And then they hug and they roll down the mountain again, like they did in the first episode. They roll and roll and roll for no reason. And Rudy's like, it's not your fault. He's telling the girl and Steve finally, whatever they get him back up in the hole and they hook him up to the stuff and they use the translator screen and Bigfoot talks in his language and it comes out. I am not, I am not afraid. You saved me. Thank you. I will see you again, my friend. And that's the end. Crossover. Well, I got to say, I really enjoyed all of this ridiculousness. I'm glad you did. It was over the top. Oh, man. Crazy as heck. The stuff they would say with a straight face was great. And the Star Wars crossover unintentional or whatever. I don't know, but something's going on and I can't believe I've never heard of this because it came out before. Yeah. Star Wars. That's mm-hmm. what blows my mind. I want to know the story behind that. So anybody that knows anything, let me know. Cause I couldn't find anything. Maybe we're breaking this now. The seventies. This was like peak Bigfoot in pop culture era. The the famous uh, film of Bigfoot shot, the Patterson-Gimlin film of the purported actual Sasquatch was 1967. So that really kicked off 
like a nationwide people being excited about Bigfoot or curious about Bigfoot. And the nineteen seventy two was the Legend of Boggy Creek, which was a a it was almost like the first kind of found footage uh documentary esque horror movie because it was like half documentary and half uh you know staged shots and it was huge did big money in the drive in and just was around for years and years uh at the box office for a very low it was the uh Blair Witch of its day it had a very low budget and made a ton of money so this in 1976 and in search of the the series that Leonard Nimoy did did a very famous episode in search of Bigfoot in 1977 so those kind of that cauldron of pop culture, all four of those things kind of you know, made the seventies as like you know that's the the heyday of Bigfoot was like right now in pop culture. Oh, you definitely could tell that they were not going to have a title without Bigfoot in it. Right, they're like people are going to watch this. <laughs> so, so where does it stack up as a crossover? Was it like well, out of all the ones we've done? It's number one that we have done so far. We need to have some kind of scale of like, yeah, okay. Two episodes didn't. Fe- it felt like one long thing. It didn't feel like two separate. Entities. Right. Huh. I this was pretty strong for me. Mm-hmm. But what's what's our scale going to be? What would we have like some sort of kapow scale here? I don't know how many ping pong balls. Yeah, how many ping pong balls out of five? Let's. I would. I would give this four ping pong balls. Yeah, I'm about uh, uh, about a three and a half. Um, no, come on. Now we we could just make the scale bigger. If you, you can make it, a, we could be out of ten, and you get a seven. <laughs> or yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it was it was very very cheesy. Which you know, I like some of that. But all of these crossovers are going to be cheesy. <laughs> But the the whole plot made no sense at all. Just there was, I mean, did they even have a script? It was. A, oh, I don't know. We're gonna do some slow motion. Bigfoot, you roll down a hill. I mean, that was it. <laughs> it like a lot of filler. Yeah, and they had like, a script. It was, it was the TV. Star Wars. <laughs> TV today is a lot different. Like things move a lot faster. But like. Even the theme song like takes forever. The the opening, the opening of recap. It was like previously mm-hmm. on. It was like four minutes long. They showed half the episode. Like just it, the pace was very leisurely for this. Definitely. Well, we better pick one out here for yeah, the next right. episode. So let me get the thing. Let's get the bo- the box. Yeah, I, I was not excited. Well, I'm glad I watched these. It, it was definitely a blind spot in my. Uh, Pop culture knowledge. I've having never seen a six million dollar man, especially oh, no. as big of a Bigfoot fan as I am. I, yeah, I, I should have seen that already. Yeah, I, I, you lost a lot of cred having not seen this in the in the Bigfoot community. Yes, yeah. There's been some buzz. <laughs> so, to a little treat, everybody gets to see me pick the ping pong ball out. So no, it's not. I'm well, not just picking. Whatever I want. Not everybody, only the patrons. Oh, the patrons can see. So I'm reaching in here. Nothing so in my many, So many ping pong balls. Yeah. We got. 
Well, well, well. It's green. Is that a hint? No. <laughs> Not in the least. It was the... <laughs> Not in the least. The Turtles Forever. Turtles? Was this the... The, oh. team, the Ninja Turtle crossover with itself? Yes. Yeah, like the, all the different versions um, come together. Yeah. So you've seen this, right, Jordan? It's been a while. Is it a movie or what is it? I feel like it was several episodes of the series. Okay. okay. I know it was like, you know, yeah, all the different versions throughout pop culture or whatever. He's, he's looking it up. Yeah, folks. he's looking it up. You have to find a uh, a link or w- a platform to watch it on. Two thousand nine. Was it a Nickelodeon show? Crossover film featuring three different incarnations of the turtles, produced in celebration of the twenty fifth anniversary of TMNT. Hmm. Okay. Well, I have no idea, but. We voted it into the box, so hopefully it's interesting. We'll have to look up. If you if you find out what exact episodes it is or anything, let me know. Message me, and I'll watch it. I have no idea how we're going to watch it, but I assume there's some way to. Mm-hmm. Some legal way. Oh, I would have it no other way. <laughs> yep. You may have to call Michael and get some emails. Yeah. All right, well, we did it. That's the crossroads, everybody. This is what you're going to get. Highly detailed. I, I tried to fly through it. That was five episodes. Yeah. I was not prepared, I will admit, for that level of detail. So I will be more prepared next time. Have you not been around for our, our Riverdale episodes? <laughs> yeah, and Riverdale's going to be back this coming I week. Was, I thought it was supposed to be back this week. I, uh, no. It was. Yeah, originally, originally it was. Originally it was, and they moved it a while back. Yeah. Um, cause I, I think it's the only episode they haven't put out yet that they have finished. Oh, really? There's only one. I think they I could just, be wrong. This should just I be season wrong. finale. The story's over. Yeah. Do the musical and yeah. 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 That might be a good idea. So. I think I looked at the schedule and there was a couple, but, uh, we'll see. Can't count on anything right now. That's, yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. We'll be back. You can count on Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Because we'll be back in some shape, form, or fashion. <laughs> yeah, and um, if if you're privy to watching this on our private Facebook page, uh, let me know. Send me a message or an email or something. Um, let us know what you think of this format because it's very, very. Um, what's I don't want to say odd, but it's it's new. Um, to the three of us, and if uh, things seem a little off, that's why. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the biggest obvious things that are different is there's, you know, no drops, uh, the awkward timing of talking over each other and pauses, you know, that that kind of stuff is, you know, yeah, because this is normally a well-oiled machine with no <laughs> gaps whatsoever. Right. right. Exactly. So, yeah. Okay. Well, on that uh, that note, we'll uh, we'll call it a crossover and and move on. Thanks for crossing over with us, 
and we will see you next time. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Goodbye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udanwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show, kapow, the pop podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udanwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will always remain free, so please continue to like, comment, and share. <laughs>